Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Super excited to chat with you today about something that came up the other day within my summer 12 weeks to transformation. So if you aren't familiar with some of the elements of that, I go live um, once a week, twice with my veterans, once with my rookies to do live coaching. And in addition to that, we have a discussion forum where all of our weekly challenges and our daily coaching audios are delivered, and we have a private Facebook group. So lots of really amazing conversations come up, lots of challenges and questions are shared, and we are always working through them together. The other day, someone posted about getting it to sink in. And I instantly knew what they were referring to. And you probably do too, right? We have this thing that we want in our lives and we've learned about it and we've thought about how we could incorporate it. We understand the pieces of the execution, but it's not quite sinking in. And this individual shared that they were listening to the weekly challenges twice and taking notes, getting on the coaching webinars, listening to the coaching audios, but they still felt like, It wasn't landing. It wasn't consistently changing their behavior. And so in this post, they were asking for tips and suggestions for getting what is in their head more expressed through their behavior, right? And my answer was practice. My answer was, you are not here to learn, you are here to change. And certain things like listening twice and taking notes are more associated with a pursuit of learning, which is entirely different from a pursuit of changing. We've talked about this a bit before, but I wanted to devote this entire episode to this very thing, shifting from knowing to doing, getting yourself to regularly act on the things you know and hear. How do we bridge that gap between knowing and doing? I see this as one of the common pitfalls of our information-rich society. We can learn just about anything at any time. We can read books, we can read articles, we can listen to podcasts, we can get access to expert interviews, which is awesome. And I love that because I love to learn. The problem becomes when people treat the learning model and the changing model the same. They think that because they're familiar with this learning model, because they've learned before and we've all gone through this model in school, that that is the approach to change. And it's not. 
It's just not. And that's why we have so many people with this gap, often quite a significant gap, between what they know and what they consistently do because we're treating these two paths the same. If I want to change, I must learn. But learning and changing require different approaches. It's, it's easier to listen and learn. It's easier to take notes than to consciously change our behavior, our actions, our choices, our decisions. And when we're in that mode of listening and learning and taking notes and pursuing more information, we're giving our goal time and energy so we feel good like we're doing something and we give ourselves credit for trying. But the model is wrong. Learning isn't changing. Information is not transformation and we can not treat them the same way. If we want information and to know more, to be more intellectually robust, then reading and listening and taking notes is the way to go for sure. We know that because that's how we did it in school, to get the information in our head. But most of the clients that I work with, they're not there to get the information in their head. They're, get, they're there to get the information out of their head and into their choices, into their patterns, their behaviors, their, their habits, right? It's kind of like nobody is going to assume that if you read about basketball, if you study game film, if you listen to all the interviews with the best basketball players in the world, that it's going to improve your jump shot. Because we know that it's not. And yet, when it comes to food, when it comes to money, when it comes to fitness, we behave as though reading about basketball is going to make us a really great ball handler. Not the case. Not the case. So what I said to initiate this conversation inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation is you are not here to learn. You are here to change. And if you want it to sink in, it is about practice. And we took it a little bit deeper on our weekly coaching webinar, and somebody actually kicked off the webinar sharing a recent situation she was in where she was driving to be someplace, and wherever she was going, the plans were changing. And she had three different people texting and calling her, giving her new plans, new place to meet, new time, and everybody's information was different. And she got irritated and frustrated. And she wanted to know, how do I get that to sink in? The desire to become and not flustered in those moments. I know I want to be that way, but it happened so automatically I wasn't taking time to think about, oh, I could practice in this moment. So how do I get that to sink in? If you want to play that song on the piano beautifully during a recital, then it's not about the mindset you bring to the recital as much as it is about the practice you do beforehand, right? If you want to nail that jump shot in the game, then you have to be practicing that jump shot when you're not in the game 
under different conditions, right? So maybe in your backyard at home, maybe with a buddy who's holding a tennis racket up. I know my sister and I used to do that when we would drill basketball in, in middle school and high school. We were both post players, so fours, fives, because um, we were taller and stronger, and I was not a good ball handler, but I, but I had a you know, decent position on the post. And so what we would do is drill with one of us holding up a tennis racket so that we were taller, we could reach further than if we were just using our arms, right? The same is very, very true when it comes to things like wanting to be a better communicator, wanting to be a better steward of your finances, wanting to spend less or save more. The same is true when it comes to wanting to make better food choices in the evening or when you go out to eat or when you're in social settings. Practice, deliberate practice. And there is a big difference between deliberate practice and intending to practice. More people fall into the, I intend to try this, I intend to improve here, I intend to practice instead of deliberate practice. Think about if you have a 10-year-old learning to play the piano and every day his perspective is, I know, I know, I need to practice, I will, I totally will, I absolutely will. I don't have kids and I know that the chances that that 10-year-old is gonna sit down at the piano are very low. That's very different from a deliberate practice, which is I know that at four, I have a lesson. You are way more likely to practice that jump shot when practice is at four, then I know I need to work on my jump shot. Now, most of us are not on a team where the team's goals and practice is around eating better or spending less or communicating more kindly but we can set up that kind of structure for ourselves. And if you want it to sink in, I think that is a very good strategy. An intention to practice is just not going to be good enough. So for my client who was wanting to know how she can be more patient in those moments, I told her that if I were in her shoes each morning, when I'm taking my two to five minutes where I journal in my identity journal, if my goal was more patient communication, I would ask myself, what might come up today that could test my patience? Because those are going to be really fantastic opportunities to practice. And I'll use myself as an example. If that was my goal today, more patient communication, then I would say to myself in my two to five minutes with my identity journal in the morning, okay, what might come up for me today that will test my patience? Well, I have a new contractor coming to the house today and I know that it is reasonable to believe that I could get frustrated with my boyfriend for going down rabbit holes and overcomplicating things and just telling the individual more than they need to know. Or I know that I could get frustrated if the contractor shows up late or if they don't show up at all. So knowing that, knowing that those are two things that could come up today to test my patience and my goal is more calm communication, greater patience. Knowing that, I would say, all right, what, what am I going to do this morning to use this opportunity to practice communicating the way I want to communicate? And there's so many different ways we could tackle this. If I were doing this for myself in my own life today, I would say, all right, 
I'm going to sit down with the boyfriend for 10 minutes before the contractor is supposed to arrive so we can get on the same page about how to keep it really simple, what info we want to share, what is not relevant, and what our specific ask is of this contractor before he leaves. And also, or alternatively, it doesn't have to be both, it could be one or the other, I can just mentally prepare myself that this person might be late. Or I can mentally prepare myself that they will be late. And it's fine either way. It's not in my control and I cannot put my standards of timeliness onto another person. So that's how I would practice. And every day, of course, would look different because tomorrow's things that might test my patience are going to look different from today's. And that's a big part of why we designed the Identity Journal, which is a tool inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation, the way that we did, because every day is different. And every day does present different opportunities for practice, for deliberate practice. One of my 12 Weeks to Transformation clients had shared that she's at a place where she consistently sets intentions in the morning to eat really well later in the day. That the evening is kind of that time that she's really looking to improve and in the morning her intentions are clear and she feels really motivated and capable, but come the evening she just doesn't care as much, you know? But we don't need to learn more about this. To create a change here, we don't need to learn more about nutrition. We don't need to learn more about fat loss. We don't even need to learn more about strategies for evening improvements. We just need to practice one. So if I were in her shoes, I would say to myself, what is one commitment I feel confident I can make tonight that is an improvement for me? Not an overall behavior shift. Not going for the ideal. The 10-year-old just starting to learn to play the piano doesn't say, all right, I'm going to start this new song tonight and I'm going to nail it. Just one thing. So maybe for me, if I were doing that tonight, I would say no sugar for me tonight. That is one thing I can do tonight. Or maybe I can be done eating at 7.30. Pick one thing and practice it. And if you feel like the actual barrier is your mindset in the late afternoon, like I just don't even care, then let's tackle this. What is one thing that when you think about it, it really does reconnect you with why you do care? You know, what is one counterpoint to that I don't care narrative that really gets you back in touch with why you do care? What will you do today to revisit and strengthen that thought when you need it most? This is how the identity journal is designed to be used so that we're clear on the goal, we're clear on the barrier, and we're bringing our attention to how we can practice deliberately today. The reality is that when we practice, other things are going to come up, right? So if I'm using myself as this example and my goal is more patient communication and I get on the same page with my boyfriend before the contractor arrives and I deal with the fact that, you know, he's probably going to be late and that's fine, something might come up in the middle of that meeting that does frustrate me, that does lead me to being less patient or trigger me to be less patient. That doesn't mean I failed. Just like if this individual who's wanting to improve her evening says, yeah, I can absolutely say that just for tonight I won't have sugar, that doesn't mean that 
something comes up and she spends five hours watching Netflix and stays up too late and is disappointed with herself for the Netflix decision. These things are going to come up and that is part of practice. That is part of practice. Just like if you're really working on this jump shot that you want to be very consistent in hitting, that you don't realize all of a sudden in your practice that you have an elbow alignment issue or that your footwork is off. That is part of practice. That is what is going to happen. And the issue is not that another thing came up or that now we have a second problem. The issue arises when we approach it like, that's not fair. That's the way life is. That is absolutely the way life is. If you commit in business to improving your efficiency in fulfillment, fulfilling whatever your product is, you are focused, that is your primary goal every single day, you are identifying a step that you can take to improve the fulfillment of whatever your product is, guess what? You're gonna uncover another problem. You're gonna realize that your label printer is making mistakes in one out of 10 labels, or you are going to realize that you don't have the right person in the role for a certain thing. The barrier comes when we act as though that is a setback, when in reality, that is part of the growth process. It is a necessary part of the growth process. We will always be finding new areas that need improvement for the rest of our lives. And the key is to not act like that's just a really bad thing, because it's not. There's always another level. There's absolutely always another level. You might find that you have cleaned up the way you're eating at night, but now you are you know, watching more TV than ever. That doesn't mean you swapped one improvement for one step backwards, it just means there's always another level. Maybe you've really reined in your grocery budget, but you're realizing that you haven't been keeping track of these other expenses that are way more significant than you thought. That's not a setback. That is a critical part of the process. And one of the things that I think is easier for me to see now because of running a business, all of these things are opportunities to improve because if you didn't see that issue, you couldn't make it better. So every single time you identify an area where you'd like to make an improvement, you are opening up the door to improve your life in a meaningful way. Your mindset just has to be right about it. And I see a lot of people tripping themselves up because they act as though, well, I was trying to improve this, but then this thing came up. And then they act as though that's somehow a big issue. Somehow they failed. Somehow it set them back. This is part of the process. It's a beautiful part of the process. It's a growth part of the process. And it requires the right mindset. You know, it absolutely requires the right mindset. So back to getting it to sink in, right? If I'm reading something, because I love to read, it is one of my favorite things, and I really do love learning, and there's nothing wrong with that. The challenge is just when we tell ourselves that learning is how we change, and it's not. I read because I love it, but I also read because I want to be better and do better. So if I come across something when I'm reading that's a really great strategy, I don't just like highlight it and move on. 
I don't just turn the page. I stop, I put down the book, and I ask myself, all right, when am I going to practice this thing? When, preferably in the next 24 hours, am I going to do this thing, try this thing, instead of leaving it in the realm of inspiring idea? I was sharing with my clients uh, the other day that my business coach had me do this exercise. He has me do it once a quarter or so, and he calls it XDS, the letters X, D, and S. And essentially, I keep a detailed time audit for about a week, seven days. There's always you know weekdays and weekend days included in there. And I am tracking what I'm doing with every increment of time. If it was 15 minutes on email and then you know 45 minutes running errands and two hours on a podcast, all of that goes in there. And then at the end of the day, each day, I look at X, what can I cut? What did I do that I don't need to be doing? D, what can I delegate? S, what can I systematize? What can I automate so that I'm not having to do this manually every single day? And I sent it to him. Part of his feedback was that my mornings don't look as high value, as high production as they used to. And he was saying that his approach is done by 1030. The most important things that make the biggest difference, that have the highest value in life or in business, whatever you're working on, are done by 1030 in the morning. And it was late afternoon when we were having this conversation. So before I did anything else, the first thing I did when we got off that call was go to my calendar and schedule the following morning for the two highest value activities that I would have done before 10.30 in the morning. So if you know you want to be more active, it's not about planning out the next 14 days of workouts or you know Googling all of these different workout plans. You can do that, but planning is not the same thing as changing. If you know you want to be more active, what is your strategy today? for being more active. Don't get lost in the planning. Don't get lost in the wishing. Don't get lost in the reflecting. What will you do today to be more active? I'm going to link in the show notes to a couple of episodes that take this idea of getting it to sink in in different directions so they can be powerful resources to help you put this into practice. Not to stay in the learning loop, right? But other perspectives and ideas and strategies for execution. Uh, One is episode 548. The other, I think, is 610, but don't quote me on that. I will link them up in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 636. This is also, I guess in summary, this is why we created the Identity Journal. Because we have to return to this every day. That is the magic. That is the ticket. And you can do it on a blank sheet of paper too, right? You, if you are that disciplined, you can take two minutes in the morning to say, what are my primary goals or what is my primary goal and what action will I take today? What is the improvement I want to make in my life and what will I do to rehearse it today? But I know how without something guided like that, without something that's a concrete practice like that, It can be tough to stay focused on your goals because we just get sucked into the vortex of life, into the whirlwind, 
And it's, it's tough to maintain that focus. It's easy to just go with the flow of your day and then another week goes by where you have not created a meaningful change in an area of your life. So that's why the identity journal is really the cornerstone tool of the 12 weeks to transformation. Yeah, we have weekly challenges. Yes, we have weekly coaching webinars and we have daily coaching audios, but the identity journal is really the tool that pulls us to action, to practice, to deliberate practice instead of just leaving us in the realm of learning. It is not something that we invest, you know, an hour a day into. Most people who are using their identity journal are taking about two to five minutes. And there are some people who do it in a little bit less time. And there are some people who take more time. But generally for me, it's it's two to five minutes in the morning that helps me identify what do I want to move towards and what am I going to do to practice it, to implement it, to make it my own today? If you are curious about learning more about the tools we use in the 12 Weeks to Transformation for this, get on the wait list. Um, I send sneak peeks and different stuff like that to the wait list uh, before registration opens up and, you know, it's August already. So registration opens up for our fall uh, session in early September. So you can get on the wait list now. I will link it up in the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 636. That is the show notes page for today's episode. And you will find a few links in that uh, show notes page for the wait list for our fall 12 weeks to transformation. Or you can always just go directly to primalpotential.com forward slash transform. The bottom line takeaway here, guys, is the learning model is not the changing model. And every day you have an opportunity to deliberately practice the change you want to make in your life. And that is how we get it to sink in. Make today amazing. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Hey Houston, Con's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Con's today and find out what invincible feels like.